Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Mind Your Marketing, or if you're on YouTube, uh, at Jordan Shelton. Uh, this is going to be a, a quicker episode, I guess, but we're going to hop into a couple things today that I find super interesting. One, there's an article on Forbes that was an open letter to CEOs, and it's all about why CMOs leave, leave companies. CMOs have the shortest tenure at companies typically, so ranges between 35 and 41 months. And then CMOs are jumping, and that is faster than all other executive positions. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're also going to talk about, which piggybacks off it, going viral versus being consistent and how we can reprioritize our, our efforts, reprioritize the way we approach content, everything. Let's get into these two. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I will say this. If this is your first time at the show, checking it out, if this is your 10th time, 100th time, whatever, it would actually make a huge difference to us. It really does. If you like and subscribe to the show, I, I'm sounding like one of those like classic YouTubers, like smash that button, but it honestly does help us climb the charts. Apple Podcasts, it's like impossible to climb the charts unless you have people subbing all the time. So... That would be a, a huge thank you we put on this show, you know, free of charge as you're accessing it, but I would appreciate that. All right, let's hop into this though. So we got this open letter to CEOs and this is on Forbes and it just, it really got into, you know, hey, why CMOs are leaving, the reasons that that happens. And there's a couple I'll go through that the article lists, but then I'll also add in a couple of my own that I think you know, it's another reason that you're seeing marketing pros be like, hey, screw this. I got the planes going down. I got my parachute. I am out. I feel like a lot of marketers feel that way. And we'll go through those different reasons. But we'll start with, you know, what the article said. So the article said one micromanagement is a reason CMOs leave. I think that's a reason that anybody would leave. So that one I'm kind of like, okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to be micromanaged. If you're an executive and a VP, anything, and people are constantly checking in on your work, asking what you're doing, how you're doing it, etc. You're going to be looking for jobs on the old LinkedIn boards pretty quickly. That makes complete sense to me. Two, they said, you know, the CEO is pressuring the CMO to quote unquote stalk the customer, like follow them around the web, everything, which I haven't experienced that lingo in particular, but I could understand when there's internal pressure to get sales that then they would be like, okay, we need to hit XYZ number. We need to go full court press. You know, we need to do direct mail. We need to do a bunch of things to try to get in front of the customer at every touch point possible. And it might not be the best thing for the business. Next, not clearly defining sales enablement. And I think this might be my favorite in the whole article. I hear this all the time, especially in B2B, where it's like, oh, we need to enable the sales team. We need to be cover. We need to provide cover for the sales team. And although I might agree with that in premise, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean brass tacks, right? If we're getting that direction as a marketing department and we're saying like, support the sales team, enable their abilities. Okay, like how do they need to be supported and enabled? Is that with social posts? Is that with graphics? Is that with conferences? Like what do we need to do on that front? So I think it's more so how loosely that term is used, which is basically we're just saying like help get money and there's no clear definition of how we're actually helping. So 
that is one to make sure that like if you are in a organization and they're saying, hey, you know, we're here to provide cover, be like, okay, cool. What does it mean exactly? And push for that clarity. Next, I love this one as well, that companies, they think in quarters. So marketing takes time, building a brand takes time, and you'll have a CEO, you'll have executives come in and founders, hey, we're here for the long game, we have a long-term vision, and then they hold your feet to the fire over quarterly numbers. Antiquated, antiquated system, and largely because not every sales cycle is done in 90 days. I think that analysis of performance has to be done relative to whatever your sales cycle is. If you're selling multi-hundred-thousand-dollar deals, million-dollar deals, I don't know if holding you to a quarter is, if that makes the most sense. If you're selling t-shirts, maybe it does, you know, or a CPG item, if you're selling licorice, you know, I think that maybe that makes a little more sense. So that's one I, I like as well. Then the others that I have here that I've added in or that I've seen that have really kind of derailed marketers or make people go, okay, uh, I'm out. Investors meddling in marketing work. Just because somebody put a capital injection into the company doesn't mean that they should have the end-all, be-all say when it comes to marketing materials, marketing deployment, marketing efforts. I've seen people come in and invest in companies and literally propose, hey, I'll give you this money if we can run a billboard with my face on it. And there's like, what? So it's this cash with stipulations. And then the marketing team ends up wasting money on stuff that's not moving the needle, building the brand, doing anything. And that's pretty infuriating when you're on that team. Next, I would say one of the biggest issues I see is CEO's inability to delegate. They are taking what, oh, I'm going to butcher his last name, but Michael Malkinitz, oh my goodness. We'll put it here written out, but he's the author of Profit First and Clockwork, two great business books, which I recommend. But he breaks down delegating versus deciding. And I think a lot of CEOs are deciding. And what that is, I'm going to explain the two. Delegating is, hey, I want you to get achieved outcome. Go do it. Okay, the CMO takes it. Great, we got to grow You know, our impressions by this much. We got to get these many leads. We got to do whatever. Whatever the objective is, we go out, we do it. Cool, we find our way. Then there's the deciding. Deciding is when the CEO needs to have final say on everything. So if everything needs to be rubber stamped before it goes live, every marketing you know, material, every message that goes out, every internal post, that's micromanaging, that's deciding, and it's masked as delegating. Like, well, I got them to do it. No, you're not delegating, you're deciding. Okay, next. And this one is, it's frustrating, but I think CMOs get penalized for using discretion with their budget. And what I mean by that, there's this pressure to use your budget because, and I've heard this from numerous corporations, they go, if I don't use my marketing budget, I'm not going to get one next year or they're going to take it away from me next year. And it's frustrating. And then you see CMOs, they go and they'll take cash and they'll put it into dumb, they really is dumb spend just to get money out the door because they have it allocated for budget. And they're like, well, if I want to get that number again next year, I have to spend it. And that just speaks to me of like a greater problem that we're not allowing our CMOs to practice discretion and say, hey, this is where we should be spending cash. Oh, the opportunities aren't as good or I don't see a reason. Let's actually not spend and let's wait to deploy cash to next year or whatever it may be and let them act as if they are the entrepreneur and have the best interest in the business in mind as well. So those are the reasons that you know we're seeing, I think, CMOs turn over at such a high rate. If you're listening to this, you're uh, on the marketing team, which I would assume you are if you're listening to Mind Your Marketing comment wherever you're watching this. Let me know or hit me up on Twitter at Jordan Shelton with reasons that you think, you know, marketing execs 
have such short tenures at companies. I'd, I'd love to kind of dive in or see other examples that you've seen. Cool. All right, now let's hop into our second topic. And this is all about going viral or quote unquote going viral, which I think that's like every marketer has nightmares of those two words, go viral. Now, I put out a tweet earlier and it was, uh, actually, I'll just read it to you because it got some traction. And I said, okay, let's go viral should be replaced with let's get consistent. Brand social media should be less about hitting one-off grand slams with posts and more about creating slash distributing consistently. All right. Yeah, so I put this tweet out, it got some traction, and I think it's really what we need to focus on as marketers and founders, if you're listening to this and you're there, like getting that flash in the pan, that moment of virality, it is fun. You see the impressions, you see the post go wild, you see all that stuff, but anyone who's had a post go viral will see or tell you that a month later, after that peak comes back down, you retain very little of that audience moving forward. So a better path is to, instead of saying, I want to be extremely well known and seen by everybody is I want to be known well. I want to be known well by my customers. I want them to have a deeper relationship with my brand. I want them to know the brand story. I want to know their story. I want to know, am I hearing their testimonials properly? Am I able to connect with people and build a customer base one by one? Because that's going to actually help me build a brand over the long haul. And how you do that too is by putting out consistent content. So I think that uh, if you do that and you put out consistent content, you're also upping your chances of having one of those pieces go viral, right? Instead of trying to get like the perfect post. Because uh, if anybody knew how to go viral over and over again, they would be uh, not listening to this podcast and learning. They would be sitting on a beach somewhere drinking Mai Tais. So that's something I think we can take to heart is embracing the consistency as a creator to know that, okay, if I put the time in, create content consistently, distribute it, I'm going to get better. The content's going to get wider distribution and I'm going to actually have a deeper connection with my audience. That's how you build a brand over the long haul instead of going for, you know, the grand slam viral post, trend chasing, algorithm chasing posts. That's it. That's it. That's today's episode. Short, sweet. If you like this, hit that like, subscribe, all those buttons below your uh, your episode. It would mean the world to us. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton. I won't do so many more hand movements in the next episode, but uh, I'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.